What's up, podcast? This is Match Lava, and you're listening to the Road to Freedom Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Match Lava. And it is Thursday, so the week's almost over, and it's been a bit of a slower week for releases and for just that kind of of thing that I typically go for. I'll typically go for a lot of releases during the week, and it's been a bit slower. There's been a few Nike releases, but nothing that crazy. I managed to score really big on the LeBron release that happened on Tuesday, which was a terrible release to do well on because the shoes are not reselling very well, but they uh, they haven't released a ton of shoes outside of that. They did the Nike collab with Stussy, which is like the Spurderon Kukini, I don't know, a lot of words that I can't really pronounce, but it was a pretty clean shoe. It had some resale value. You're probably going to make 40 or 50 bucks on it when you're all said and done. And that sold out very quick today. And so I ended up, I went for them. I ended up not coming up with a win there. And then I also went for the Air Jordan 34s that were the Zion, like the PE that they did with Zion. They were called the Coloring Book. And they looked really, really interesting. It looked like somebody took a marker and scribbled all over them. And that was kind of the design they were going for. The box was really, really clean looking. I mean, it it, it just looked nice. I It wasn't super, I guess it wasn't clean, but it just, it, it popped. I liked it a lot. And then it came with this coloring book with the shoes, which is pretty cool. I, I, they do that sometimes where Nike will insert uh, different random things like that. And so that was cool to see them do that. I like when they do different things that are a little bit out of the norm for themselves and for other shoe companies. And they inserted a coloring book with the shoes. And so it was just, it was cool, but I ended up not getting those either. And so part of that was because I got a little bit ahead of myself. I ended up going for the most profitable sizes for the Stussy. Stussy? I've heard some people call it Stussy. I don't know what the name is. But I went for the most profitable sizes for it, and that's something I typically don't do. I'll typically go for less profitable sizes to actually get the release and make profit, rather than go for the most profitable ones and miss it. And I ended up going for the most profitable ones on half of the the, the things that I went for, and then the other half of my accounts I went for regular ones, and I'm not getting anything. And then with the Zion release, I went for the most profitable pairs, and I think a lot of it's just kind of paranoia from me getting so many pairs of LeBrons the other day that aren't going to resell for very much. And so that's just something that I'm, you know, it happens to all of us. We get burnt on a buy or a bad purchase or something goes wrong in a reselling type of thing. And we have a hard time getting over that. At least I do. And so if you have that kind of a struggle, it's oftentimes good to keep in mind that you are not going to most likely make that mistake often. And you can't question everything you know just because you screwed something up. And so, uh, to a degree, I mean, if you made a bad buy on a small item or something, you can't just question everything you know. Now, if you start making a lot of bad buys or maybe uh, you thought that this item was a surefire thing and you were planning on changing all of your sourcing methods to this one type of item, maybe you should change what you're thinking. But uh, outside of that, I wouldn't really try and change everything up on one bad buy. And so for me, I probably should have just stayed consistent with what I do, go for less profitable sizes, get a couple, sell them on eBay and make some profit. Instead, I left today with nothing. And so that was a bit of a bummer for me. There were a couple sites that restocked the Jordan 12 University Golds, a couple sites that restocked, there's one site that restocked the Toros, the Jordan 14 Toros that came out a couple weeks ago, and I missed on both of those. So it was a mess. I, I Some of them were 
queue releases where they put you in a waiting room. I got through queue twice and couldn't check out on my iPad. That was a pain. I got the red Toros. I got those carded. I got to check out and then it threw me out of checkout when I tried to check out with PayPal and then put me in a queue, which was just, it was a mess. So really not a very profitable day for me at all from a shoe perspective. And shoes are a large part of my business because they're usually pretty high in demand. They're not as hot as they used to be because sports cards have kind of taken over that. And so that's something I'm trying to keep up with a little bit too, is learning that and learning shoes because they're both pretty hot items and they both sell very quickly. And the thing about both of them is that you can get large quantities of both. And sports cars are a little bit more scalable because you can really go out and buy up a ton where shoes are a little less scalable because the profits are not nearly as sky high as sports cards. The buy-in is usually a little bit lower just because you can get a pair of $100.70 shoes, $170 shoes. Um, and sports cars can sometimes range from the you know ten dollars up the way all the way to thousands of dollars i mean it really depends on what you want to invest in if you're investing in luca at 2k i think he's selling for like five or six right now like he's selling for a ridiculous amount uh in a psa 10 panini prism silver psa 10 so that kind of an investment investing 2k in him wouldn't have been a bad idea but people were thinking he was going to top off when he hit 2k and then he was never going to go higher than that and now look i mean he's going for over double that at least the one time i checked in the past week he was so i don't know um it may have switched by then i i check in with it every once in a while to see how different players are doing but he is definitely the epitome of sports card investing and trading right now from a prospect type like younger guy kind of perspective and then you have like your trey youngs and you have um jaw and zion and all these other guys but then luca is kind of the pinnacle right now and then you have lebron and you have some of the guys that are just destined hall of famers luca's probably going to be a hall of famer i mean we can almost <laughs> write him in there now but you don't know so at least we know lebron is going to go down as a hall of famer probably the best basketball player ever and people can get into that debate but his cards are just absolutely jumped uh, terrifically high i mean it's he was going for 6k in june for one of his base or one of his rookie cards i think it was his tops chrome rookie card in a psa 10 was going for 6k it's up over 12 right now i mean you cannot the people that are buying these the people that are buying these for a personal collection drive me nuts i don't understand why you would ever collect a card at 12k that to me is absurd i love the designs on cards i don't love cards that much that i would ever be able to spend more than like 30 or 40 bucks on a card unless i knew it was going to go up in value and i could flip it and so that's really like the thing for me but a lot of people really want to spend the money on it whether they're investing or whether they are collecting or whatever and it's a good market right now so Anyway, back to the shoe thing. So I missed on shoes today, but I did really well sales-wise. So I sold some items that have been sitting in my garage, sold some new items I got in. I've worked out some problems with just my sourcing methods. For about the last month, everything I have bought uh, with like any of the bots that I've been using has gotten canceled. So I figured out some of that kind of stuff. And I have been selling pretty good. I mean, I made a few sales today that were just random stuff that weren't even hot items. I mean, I got a a record player in that one deal I got at a garage sale back in June and I got all this audio equipment for I think 15 bucks like a huge steal huge steal on the stuff and I got this record player and I sold it on eBay two weeks ago for 
I think I sold it for sixty-five dollars. I took an I took an offer for it, and the person never paid, which is you know surprise surprise somebody didn't pay for something. But that's not something that happens often. It's just when it happens, you're kind of like you roll your eyes. Okay, relist the item, open an unpaid item case. Once managed payments comes and takes that out, it'll just be a thing of the past, hopefully. Or you'll get more cancels before you have to ship out the item. But for now, people just don't pay for things occasionally. So. I didn't ship it out because they didn't pay, so I relisted the item, and somebody bought it at full price today, plus shipping. So that's a win for me. I'll take that every day of the week. So, and it was a, it was just a clean sale. I'm trying to get things moved quickly. I don't really know what the fall holds for me as far as where I'll be living and what I'll be sourcing and all that kind of thing. I would like to get moved out of my house at some point, but you never know how things could swing with just the way things have been going and like the different ways that just the housing market's been up and that kind of a thing so you never know i don't know much about renting so for me i have to look into that and stuff and find if i want to rent if it's cost effective and stuff which it probably won't be but you know to be able to have a place to store all my stuff and be able to have my own place it may be worth it so i'm looking into that and just trying to get some of this stuff sold because i don't really want to take a full rack of garage sale items that are like stuffed animals or somebody's old clothing or something like that. I don't want to take that with me. I want to keep sourcing profitable items. So I'm just working out stuff for that, trying to figure out ideas for that. Um, but it's it's just a process right now. It really is. So that's what I've been working on currently. And this week's just been a bit of a slower week from a release standpoint. Been good for sales. I think things are starting to clear up. I think more people are getting back to buying and I think that's a good thing. I think last week may have just been a bit of a down week for people. It definitely was for me and I've been I've been listing a lot more this week which is a help. But um that is that is really really what's been helpful for me. Now, what's been on my mind today is that I've seen a lot of people on Instagram recently talk about relisting and it is something that I think we need to talk about because I don't think a lot of people do it as much as you would appear to see on Instagram and it's a huge tool for you if you can relist items that have been on a platform for a while. And what I mean by that is there are often times where we list an item on a platform, it doesn't get a lot of traction, right? And so for whatever reason, maybe you listed a swimming suit, like a swimsuit in the winter, or maybe you listed an item that maybe nobody was looking at at the time that's become very popular now, and you can't figure out why this item won't sell, or you can't figure out why you get one to two views per month on the item, right? It's just, it's very bizarre. Well, there could be reasons for it. It could be your title, it could be your keywords, it could be your pictures, whatever. But let's say you have all those down pat and you, you feel pretty confident in them. One of the best things I can say to do would be to actually take the item, go on the set, the platform that you use, whether it's eBay, Poshmark, Mercari, and on all of these platforms, there is a for Mercari, there's a sell similar button or a sell one like this button. eBay, there's a sell similar button. And then Poshmark, there's a relist feature button. And so what you can do with all these buttons is basically create a brand new listing from your old listing and then list the item again. And what this does is a lot of platforms will bump to the top of their search results the newest items. A lot of them organize them that way for a short amount of time. And Poshmark, I think, does a combination of that and most recently shared. Mercari is a combination of promoted items and most recently listed items so basically an ebay is always the newest listed items go to the top for a day and then they go back to where they would settle in on the ranks so 
that's kind of how those three platforms work. But if you have an item that's not getting tons of views, it may just need relisted to get those views going back up and hopefully somebody buys it. It's just, it's, it's the way these platforms work. When they see your items not getting views and it's been on there for a while, they're not going to keep showing people that. They figure nobody wants this. Why would they go buy it? Why would they, why would we show it to them? Nobody's going to buy it. So we're just wasting a spot in one of our prime areas near the top of the page where we could be putting items that people do want to buy. And so for them, they don't recognize that whenever you list an item as a sell similar or relist an item as a new one, that it's actually the same item, but under a new listing. That doesn't occur to them. It is a new listing to them. They put it at the top of the page. It gets reset. It's refreshed. And you can delete the old one if you want, unless you really care about all the likers or the watchers you have on eBay or Poshmark or Mercari. So what this does is it basically resets your listing, puts it at the top of the page, and you can see, you can gauge what are people thinking about it now versus what they were over the past few months. And sometimes you'll get better engagement on that item, more people will like it, somebody may buy it, you never know, you may get more offers on it, but at least it resets it so that it's not just stale and at the bottom of the, lit of the screen. Think about it, if, you, if you're trying to make the most money as possible as a business, you're not going to keep trying to sell somebody items that they don't want. You're going to try and sell items to people that they do want. And if they see that your item isn't getting any of those views or any of the likes or, or any of that after months and months of being on their platform, they figure you don't, that nobody likes the item and why would they keep showing it? So they just put it near the bottom. And if somebody has the time to scroll through pages and pages of listings, then they find your item out of all those listings and that's the one they like, then congrats, you got very lucky and somebody bought your item. But for the most part, the best way to do it is by relisting them via a sell similar or the relist function on Poshmark or selling similar on Mercari or eBay and getting those listings refreshed and, and making them new again. That way, it gives you a kind of a clean slate with the item. They don't know that nobody wanted it the first time. They don't know that, I mean, it may not have been that nobody wanted it. They just may never have found it because your item didn't get the traction when it first started, when it was first listed, that they would have liked to see for that item. You never know. And so that is one of my huge tips. I've talked about it on eBay, just instead of relisting the item, doing a sell similar, but I'm really pushing. I'm seeing a lot of success from people that are doing, hey, I relisted all these items in my closet that have been sold and five of them sold. And it's like, well, that's very impressive. I mean, you sold 20% of the items you had that hadn't sold in months or years of having them just by relisting them. So that's something that I'm seeing that a lot of people are having success with. With Poshmark, it's a relatively new feature. They haven't had that always. So if you've done Poshmark and you were kind of upset that they didn't have a relist feature or, or one that you could list items again, they now have that. And I would give it a shot because it seems like it's working a lot, especially on Poshmark, especially on Mercari. I'm seeing success on eBay. I've had success on eBay taking every item down that doesn't have watchers in my store and selling similar whenever I get all those listings in a month that maybe haven't been used up. Or like right now, whenever ever, <laughs> they gave me 50,000 free listings. They gave like all the people that have a store 50,000 free listings for I think the month of June and July, and maybe August. I'm never going to use all those, so I might as well take some of the items down, relist them all as items that are going to be, um, just relist them all as new items in my store, and then maybe get eBay's algorithm triggered to where they say, hey, this person just listed a ton, let's send people over there to see what they have. So that's something that I, I think I would encourage you very strongly to do, and you can give it a shot and let me know how it works. But um, that's really what I'm pushing today, because I think that that is one of the best ways to get older items sold faster or sold at all. So that being said, I I will let you guys go. 
but hopefully that helps you out and hopefully you can make a few sales off of that but um, I will get with you guys tomorrow I'll come up with something else to talk about but hopefully that can push you a little bit to get extra sales and push your sales up a little bit for the day uh, maybe even for the upcoming weekend that we have so I'll let you guys go I'll talk with you tomorrow I'll get with you with another podcast have a good one peace